It's DTS 202. We've got an updated roadmap from Bungie, information on the new reward economy, E3's right around the corner, games that are going to likely be there, as well as the Warframe Devstream 111 recap. Also, Black Ops 4 was revealed. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny The Show. What's good, everybody, and welcome to the DTS Podcast. I am BBK Dragoon. I am joined, as always, by my amazing co-host, Diddy. What is up, dude? I'm going to be honest with you. I know we do this every single week on these Monday nights. This week feels like I've not talked to you in three weeks, and we even played games this last week. (laughs) What is going on with work right now? Why is it so busy? We are... I've talked about this huge project at work, and we are in the thick of it, right? Yes. We're meeting with vendors pretty much every single day on the phone for two to three hours talking about the uh, different builds we're doing and uh, just general context. Uh, I work in IT and information security, so uh, that's all I'll say on that. Uh, but it's 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 a huge project for, for our internal resources, and it's just, it takes a lot of time. I have clocked in about, and this is probably normal for IT, but I clocked in about 40 hours uh by Thursday last week, so it was <laughs> it was rough. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little more than what you're supposed to do, right? Uh, you know, sometimes you got to work after hours. Sometimes just things just break, and you got to spend a whole day fixing it, and that sucks, which happened. But you know, you work through it. It is a holiday weekend here in the United States, so listeners in the U.S., I hope you have a great time. Spend time with your family, Diddy. I am trying to take a day off to make this thing a four-day weekend, and I could not be more excited. What's the holiday coming up? I don't. It's Memorial Day. Oh, duh. Yeah, (laughs) I know. It snuck up on it. I thought it was literally (laughs) another week ahead, and that is the greatest bonus ever. Where you're like, oh, there's a holiday. I can dig it. Let's go for it. Uh, This week, lots of stuff to talk about. Black Ops 4 was revealed. We've got an update to the roadmap from Bungie, plus Daniel Akinpah is back in the twab. Talking investment economy stuff, some information from Derek Carroll on the glory and uh, the ranked side of Destiny 2, plus E3 is literally right around the corner. I mean, I can't believe it's so weird to me how quick all this junk sneaks up. Once it's June, dude, you blink, it's going to be December. It's going to be Christmas. We're going <laughs> to literally be looking at the Taken Queen here going, where did time go? With that said, though, I don't want to say that about today's show. I want to get through it in time. Let's dive into the news. News. All right, let's open up with this week at Bungie Diddy for the Destiny main listeners. We got a roadmap update, and I just want to hit on it. I'm going to read it out loud. We'll, you know, then talk it through. Warmind's been deployed. The next thing coming down the pipeline is update 1.2.1, and that brings with it faction rally improvements, crucible labs, and exotic armor sandbox changes. Now, what I want to hit on here is the idea of the crucible labs, which I don't think we actually touched on. I don't even know if it was announced last week. Yeah. But essentially, crucible labs are where you're going to get to test new game types, new game modes in PvP and give feedback before they go live to the entire Destiny audience, before they make their way into the game. 
it's as close to a PTR as I think we're <laughs> going to see in the near future in Destiny 2. And to be honest, I'm pretty excited for it, even if it means that I don't know if they can do weapon tuning in these Crucible Labs or if it's just going to be game type stuff like this is the new spawn timer and how long heavy takes before <laughs> it comes back, that kind of stuff versus using new weapons before they're live. But this is this is definitely going in the direction we've talked and hoped for for a while. Yeah, I, I read this as it's an action sack playlist where you can test just new things, right? It's not going to be your weekly mayhem or doubles playlist where it's the same game mode every single time. They might do a, a couple things there. And yeah, like you said, I don't think we're going to be testing weapon changes in this playlist, but more of game type changes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. They maybe they throw uh, a Destiny 2's version of Rift or something in, in there, and they test that, see how it works within the Destiny 2 sandbox, get the feedback, then deploy it three weeks later or something like that. I Derek think that's Carroll, what we can really, realistically expect here. Totally. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off at the very end there. Derek Carroll had this to say, and I quote, Crucible Labs will give every player of Destiny 2 access to experimental PvP content. We'll then have a chance to solicit your feedback to guide our final iterations. You'll learn more about Labs before launch. For today, with the making an appearance on the roadmap, I want to give you a preview. End quote. So, and this everybody. Is, this is coming next week, by the way. It's uh, May 29th. Yeah, which is weird. That's very... Uh, <laughs> again, like... I like it. It's so short after Warmind's release. And with May 29th comes some investment economy changes from uh, Daniel Ockenpah, which we'll hit on here in just a second. So in July, we're getting the Solstice of Heroes event. So a new seasonal event called the Solstice of Heroes. I don't really know. Speculation hopefully, here, Diddy. Hopefully to combat the summer drought, you know. Mm -hmm. We've never really had a midsummer update from Destiny before. It's usually been May and then September. So this is a nice middle ground. Maybe SRL, hopefully. Like, come on, SRL, please come back. Let's go. Solstice of Heroes. PvP? <clears throat> I don't know. What do you think? PvE or I mean, PvE? Or PvP? I really hope SRL, to be honest. I mean, and that's PvP, of course, right? It's, uh -huh. it's, but it's not like, you know, competitive, you know. Well, okay, never mind. It's competitive. SRL is the most competitive <laughs> game type in Destiny ever because it's it just is. We just and, lost uh, every SRL fan in the D DTS audience, <laughs> did Well done. Congratulations. Yep, I will uh, submit my <laughs> resignation after the show and uh see you guys never. Uh no. Yeah, yeah, SRL. I think it hopefully. Uh, otherwise we what else would they do, right? I have no idea. But bounties are coming in July, which is I'm happy nice. about. It's it, it's it, it is weird. It's like we're rolling the clock back, but I am excited about that. Uh, expansion 1 and 2, Prestige Raid Layers. I really am scared to think about a Prestige Spire of Stars, dude. Oh, my gosh. Well, I saw a two-second boss kill fight from Glad and the gang. Uh, mm -hmm. They're figuring it out more. Yeah, yeah. Once you hit that light level threshold, it's it's like any other raid boss. It's, it's going to happen. Yes. So, for now... Enjoyed the challenge. Prestige is coming in July. PC Clan text chat is also coming in July. Year one triumphs and more exotic armor sandbox changes. If you guys didn't play Destiny 1, triumphs were basically like achievements to complete milestones to knock out. Not like weekly milestones, but like your global milestones across the first year of Destiny mm -hmm. 2. So I'm sure it'll be like beat Leviathan, beat Leviathan Prestige, go flawless in trials. 
level up all of the subclasses and get X amount of kills, yeah. those kind of things, right? Yeah, those kind of things. Yep, exactly. And then with September, season one of year two begins, so it's not like we're starting season four. We're starting season one of year two. Gear collections, records, weapon slot changes, weapon randomization, new gameplay modes, and more yet to be revealed. So we've talked about September. That's been on the roadmap before. I want to highlight Daniel Akinpa, though, our favorite dude over at the TWAB side of things with Bungie, senior investment designer. And he's here to talk about some changes that are coming down the pipeline. So escalation protocol key fragments will become a 100% drop chance from each heroic strike. The goal here is to make getting these fragments more accessible while also preserving the need to go play non-open world content to get the fragments. And alongside of this, and I love this idea here, this is kind of a band-aid, but Heroic Strikes will be able to drop better rewards. Every three to five Heroic Strikes will drop a Legendary that can carry you up to 360 power before mods. This should better align with rewards of Heroic Strikes with the difficulty of the activity and help solo players have a more reliable source of upgrades. So they won't have any time to make changes to what's coming on the 29th, but you're going to see that stuff coming on the 29th. A lot of people, when they finish the campaign, they hit that brick wall of power level 345 if they're not raiding, if they're not going out and doing trials and that kind of thing. And if they're just grinding the Heroic Strike playlist and getting these lower power rewards, this allows you to continue progressing your power up if you're a solo player who's only just grinding that Strike playlist out. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, as a solo player myself, I really like that they actually mentioned solo players. (laughs) And I think the Heroic Strike playlist is... One of the easiest avenues to realistically sit down and just grind out as a solo player and being able to acquire those items easier or more uh what's the word reliably is is great i like that yep i'm going to keep reading here uh some things that they're working on changing you're likely not going to see this over the summer but most likely for september Uh, Once milestones are completed, there aren't rewards to chase. Exotic masterworks and seasonal ranks help this problem a little bit, but these definitely aren't enough. As highlighted in the roadmap, weapon randomization and records should also help give players more to do once their milestones are done. That doesn't mean we believe this is a fully solved problem, and we're talking about other ways to help mitigate this. Endgame progression needs more tiers. Right now, everything gives similar-sized upgrades without discrete tiers in the progression system for players to climb to. This is something I definitely wouldn't expect a solution for prior to September, but it's on our radar. The quality of rewards don't always match the difficulty of the activity. We're seeing a lot of this feedback around raid layer rewards in particular, so talking about how to better align with the quality of reward and the difficulty of the activity is something we're going to be thinking about more moving forward. All of this I agree with. Akinpah. Another home run. Thank you so much. Your thoughts, Diddy? I, yeah, I he's addressing pretty much every concern in a bullet form list. It's like, hey, we know this is an issue. Here's a really temporary small tweak that we're making, but we know it's still a problem, and we're still working on it. That mm-hmm. kind of communication is fantastic. Keep it coming. Thank you. Derek Carroll joins the conversation to talk about glory and some questions people have been having. I'm going to paraphrase for time. Why would I match against a player with a higher glory rank than me? So what's happening, Diddy, is like, let's say you're a top 5% player and you immediately start playing in the glory playlist 
and you're running into these really high glory players, like these guys who have been grinding it up a ton, and you're going, wait a second, I'm like 200 points right now. What's going on? Essentially, the way they match you is the way they were matching you prior. It's not matching you based off of their glory rank. It's matching you based off of your playlist SBMM. So whatever skill-based value you had in that playlist is who you're going to match, and that's his answer to that question. Follow-up, why can I match against preformed fire teams when I'm searching as a solo player? Derek's answer, and I quote, After a bit of server-side tuning and investigation, we re-enabled the Crucible fire team matchmaking feature yesterday. This does not directly reduce the chances of matching against pre-made fire teams, but does tweak the skill values of those fire teams to make it more likely that they find evenly matched opponents. So the answer to that question is, there is no big party matchmaking in this game. Suck it. (laughs) (laughs) That's really unfortunate. The next question is kind of in tandem with that. He asks, why won't you make a solo queue only playlist? And to that he responds, we don't want to do that because it would split the population in an unhealthy way, making it less likely for everyone to find good matches. Furthermore, that would probably mean splitting the glory rank into solo glory and team glory numbers, and we'd much rather there be one single number to represent your prowess in the crucible. Okay. And the okay. last one. I mean, yeah. I just want to comment on that. Um, okay. Then do it. I, I, there are so many other games out there. I'm just going to go on a tiny mini rant here. League of Legends, for one, they obviously kind of a bad example because it's huge, right? It's the most popular game in the world. They have a solo and duo queue playlist, meaning only solo and duo queue players get matched with solo and duo queue players and then they also have flex queue which is you can solo duo trio and five queue which there's it's 5v5 in league of legends but you can't four man queue because they don't want solo players being matched against a four stack with another solo player because that would be too uneven as a solo player right now in destiny 2 glory ranking it's it's really rough getting matched against a full party it just seems way unfair at that point. I, I'll throw two angles at the argument. Uh, let me do the arbitrary. Destiny 2 does not have the population to support this kind of a thing. I do agree with what he's saying. It would be unhealthy. But I also understand what you're saying. So I think you can probably resolve this in two ways. The first, improve the social features of your game. Across the board, we can probably all agree upon Destiny 2 is not optimal when it comes to finding other players to group up with in-game. I play a lot of MMOs, and there are tons of group finders, LFGs, clan finder tools that Bungie could and should implement into this game, a game that relies heavily on finding friends to go make your legend with, to go raid with, to go do all these end-game things with, and there's just still third-party tools (laughs) what players are having to rely upon to do it. That, I think, can help. Because, hey, you're going into the ranked side of the game. Of course, it's going to be hard. Of course, teamwork is going to win out. The second option here, and they have talked about this for September, but not really given any detail, so I don't have a lot of hope for it. But maybe you can reduce the likelihood of loading into a group match, okay? Loading into a big stack. They may already have parameters in the game, and the population's just not high enough for this to occur. But let's say I'm searching solo. I would hope the game would look primarily for other solo groups or other groups that have just teams of two before it goes into the world of like 
big party matchmaking the way Halo would work where the last set of teams you're going to match are teams of four and teams of three. What do you think? Yeah. My two and, ideas. And maybe maybe that already exists in the game. And I think some people would say, well, I would rather wait an extra 15, 30 seconds to be matched with solo or not four players, right? Yes. And, and play a game that way than to be just get a game quicker. And then you mentioned Halo, right? Yeah. Halo used to, when in the ranking playlist, right? It started at like a, it matched players uh, plus or minus two to your skill. And then when it didn't find an, enough players in that amount of time, it increased that to plus or minus five from your skill rank. So say you were 10, right? Initially started searching for players between levels eight and 12, couldn't find enough players, expanded that to five to 15, and then so on and so forth. And it's maybe something like that, right? You have those timers. Obviously, there's nothing visual in the game to show that. Maybe they don't want to show that. But I think maybe if that explanation was thrown out there, I think that would be a more acceptable, I think. Yeah. I, I definitely well the these question and answers are appreciated. There is there's an overtone here that's a little condescending here. It's like <laughs> deal with it, scrubs. Speaking of dealing with it, Diddy, Iron Banner is coming back this week. The game type is control. There are new ornaments to chase after. The new skins for the weapons look really cool. They actually look distinct from uh season one and season two. And then they're gonna be updating the companion app. So you want the sidearm? The silencer? Ooh. Mm. Tasty. Uh, Bannerfall, too. Uh, The sidearm does look good. Bannerfall was teased on Twitter. Bungie tweeted out Iron Banner Returns, and it showed a picture of Destiny 2 Bannerfall map. So, yeah, there you go. Dude, that sounds right on. Also, remember last week when we talked about a heroic strike not counting? It happened to me this week. (laughs) <laughs> happened oh no I did the heroic strike and I was, it was the last one for my milestone and i was like what's going on where's my milestone <laughs> so i just played another one it is it, it's becoming a lot easier now that everybody's power level is pushing up further but my goodness that first week and a half some of them were taking forever <laughs> <laughs> i mean let's talk about e3 2018 it is right around the corner and i'm quite excited dude because E3, we just get to see lots of new stuff, and we get to be excited. We know Destiny 2 is going to be at E3 2018. It's likely going to be the September update stuff. It's going to be Taken Queen information. June 12th, I think, is the final day, and June 9th. So Saturday, June 9th, what is that, two and a half, three weeks away? Yeah, it's three Saturdays from now. Okay. The schedule is uh, Saturday, June 9th. Electronic Arts is the only conference we know about just yet. Um Sunday, June 10th, the Microsoft Conference, Bethesda, and Devolver Digital. Then Monday, you've got Square Enix, Ubisoft, the PC Gaming Show, and Sony. And then Tuesday is Nintendo. I have no idea. Well, wait. No, I do have an idea. You're probably going to see the (laughs) Destiny stuff shoved into the Sony one Monday night, June 11th, don't you think? I I would say that's accurate, yeah. Yep. With more... PlayStation exclusives. Destiny's best on PlayStation. <laughs> no. No more strike <laughs> exclusives. Give us the strikes, please. Um, If it is sandwiched in the Sony conference, expect a trailer. I don't think you'd see anybody out on stage talking about it. If memory serves correct, the, the usual way this happens when it's sandwiched into the Sony conference is you get a trailer, 
Deej gets to go and do a couple of interviews where we learn a little bit more, and then they push out some information on the Bungie website at the same time. Secretly, I I was hoping, and maybe I haven't done my research, and Activision does plan to have a presentation or something like that. Maybe they get a little bit more time to talk about specifics, because otherwise... You know, sorry, go for what it. What else would Activision reveal other than Black Ops 4, right? Blackout. Done that. They've got to show Blackout. Oh, yeah. They didn't show okay. the, the Battle yeah. Royale mode. I guess that makes sense. But yeah, the Sony press conference is, it's all about the games. That's what they always say. And so it's just trailer after trailer after trailer and like five minutes of talking out of a one and a half hour presentation. So I actually kind of like Sony's presentation. This year is supposed to be a lot more like a Nintendo Direct, I think, or a Nintendo Clubhouse nice. or something like that. So I think they've sort of already begun telling people, we're going to have some sweet trailers, but I I don't think we're going to see any brand new titles that we weren't expecting. But speaking of that, games that are expected to be there, Didio. Didio. I said that weird. Almost went like into Diddy song. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces, which is the new Mario Tennis game coming to the Switch. You're going to lead this list with that? I mean, Did you not on. play Mario Tennis as a kid? Uh, no, I didn't. As a kid, my first console was PlayStation 2, mm. and that was when I was like starting high school. So I like I missed a lot of good games <laughs> in my childhood. Crackdown is finally coming out. Crackdown 3, I mean, I just feel like you mean Terry Crews, the video game? <laughs> Look, if he's not going to get to voice Doomfist, at least <laughs> let me play him in Crackdown. <laughs> Super hyped. Apparently, Cyberpunk 2077 is maybe going to be teased there. That is CD Projekt Red's sci-fi follow-up to The Witcher 3. And they've shown almost nothing on this, but I think it's going to be enormous. Is Sanic excited for Days Gone? It's the survival horror game coming to PS4 exclusively. Yes. Any she is excited? survival horror game she's excited about. Or she'll play, at least, if she's not excited about it. She'll play it and see if it's crap or not. But mm. yeah, I, I think this one she's actually looking forward to. Nice. Well, one thing I know both of us are very excited about, Kingdom Hearts 3. Yes. It is most likely coming out this year. I think it's been confirmed to come out this year. And it's the first time in many years Square Enix is actually having like a normal press conference. The past couple of years, their press conferences have been absolute dumpster fires. Like it's been <laughs> bad, dude. Like, so Kingdom Hearts 3, I don't think you're going to see the Final Fantasy 7 remake. I don't think you're probably even going to see an update for it. Apparently, I've been trying to follow. It that. might be teased, if anything. The rumors, Diddy, are that the contractor firm and studio they hired to help build, basically they couldn't use like a year's worth of their work because Mm -hmm. it wasn't up to par, wasn't up to standard. And so they almost like had to restart and scrap a bunch of stuff. There is a ton of studios working on it in Japan where they've contracted. These are all rumors, by the way. And now the rumor is it's going to be a PlayStation 5 launch title because that's where it's at in production. Mm -hmm. I could totally be wrong. I'm a huge Final Fantasy VII nut, but um, anyway, Metro Exodus, dude, is uh, most likely going to be shown off there. I don't know the release date of this thing. Um, I think it's early 2019 yeah. now, but it was supposed to be a 2018 release. And if you never played a Metro game, oh my gosh, they're gorgeous, dude. Metro dude. games are great. Yeah. Yeah. Visually, like, amazing. 
and my website's loading really slow. But do you think we're going to see anything from Anthem? Mm. <laughs> I mean, EA does have a press conference, right? So probably, right? They they showed off a gameplay teaser last year, and so I think they would want to give an update. So yeah, I mean, my hesitation, of course, is with all the Battlefield nonsense that happened this last year with EA, but I mean, it's Battlefront, Anthem. Battlefront, Battlefront. That, yep, exactly. Yeah. That's what I said. That's what I meant. You you got it. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, I think hopefully we see an update, you know, because with how Destiny 2 is going and Anthem's supposed to be what, that Destiny killer or whatever, I think it would be a great opportunity to uh, show them what they got. Well, I expect The Division 2 to be there, and that is going yes. to likely be a spring 2019 release alongside of Anthem. So you've got the two of them battling head to head if they're in that same quarter going to be interesting to see. I'm very excited for both of those games. More so Division, just because we know what that game is. We know the effort that Ubisoft has put into it post-launch, whereas Anthem, it's EA, so I'm always a little bit tepid. Yeah. Death Stranding, is it ever going to come out, bro? <laughs> I mean, we saw more than just people's faces last year in some trailers. So, I mean, yeah, hopefully it's, I if I had to guess, it's 2019. March mm -hmm. 2019 at the earliest, uh, but Hideo Kojima is just take your time, take your time, Mr. Kojima, uh, masterful person. So yes, take your time, do it right, do it super creepy and strange. But we the game you. I know Sanic is excited for, and myself, yes. and I hope a lot of listeners, The Last of Us Part Two. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll get a gameplay demo this year, and maybe we'll find out like full on release date. But wow, I am, I am so hyped for that game, dude. Yes. Smash Brothers for Switch. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Were you gonna Last of no, Us I just, reception? I, I was just gonna say that uh, I watched Sanic play Last of Us, uh, and it was great. I I loved the ending. I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone, but it's super great. Yes. And yeah, I'm really excited to see part two. Battlefield Five. Battlefield 5 is actually being revealed this week, you guys, and apparently it's World War II from what the tease was today. Maybe it's all eras of Battlefield. I saw that rumor as well. Um, but yeah, that'll be the feature there. And then Call of Duty Black Ops 4, which I do want to make a side note here. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Activision title. We've got that crossover with Destiny and Call of Duty and Blizzard games because of Activision Blizzard, the overlord publisher company. So with that said, the Black Ops 4 reveal event was last week, and they did almost identical to the Destiny 2 reveal. Did he, like, same aircraft carrier, I think it was right. like, or aircraft hangar, excuse me. That would be amazing if it was on an aircraft carrier. <laughs> Man, the budget they'd have to pull off? I mean, yeah. everybody has it, you know? But that would be ridiculous, right? Like, the yeah. CEO of Activision just flies in on a jet, you know? <laughs> Vonderhaar gets out of, like, this helicopter and is just like, boots on the ground, baby. Anyway, the Black Ops 4 reveal happened, same format of the reveal. And I can't help but watch it, Diddy, as a Destiny player and fan and feel this little sense inside of me that was like... Last year, we were very excited to hear that they were the rumors were they're retooling destiny they're going back to the drawing board they're completely re-envisioning it trying to fix all the flaws that kind of thing right a fresh start sounded really good back then mm -hmm. and now i kind of <laughs> wish it was more like the black ops 4 reveal where is 
more of the same, but just the most replayable COD ever with all the maps and the modes and the stuff and the more, like, part of me really wished that was the Destiny event where it was like, we're giving you 46 strikes on launch on the disc, four raids, 37 maps, no more PlayStation <laughs> exclusivity and God, billions of exotics, right? Yo, let me go to that universe, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Maybe September will be the juice that we're hoping for. Metroid Prime 4, dude, that is my number one I want to see at E3 this year. Metroid really? Prime 4. Really, yeah. I mean, Metroid Prime was a really good game. I didn't ever beat it as a kid. I just think more Switch games would make me very, very happy. So, And, I mean, and Gears looking- 5, apparently, uh, might be there. I'm just really looking forward to Yoshi on the Switch, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was that sarcasm? <laughs> no. I hope yes. that's not sarcasm. <laughs> oh, Borderlands 3 won't be there. Sorry. Yeah. Like, what the heck? What? I need to go up to Gearbox and just punch someone in the face and be like, yo, give me a trailer. Let's go. Or hug them. I think you should hug them. That's a better route to get a trailer, if you ask me, my man. Mm, okay. All right. Deal. You've convinced me. I'll do it. In the last few minutes of the show, Warframe Devstream 111 happened this last week, and I'm just going to hit the high points. There's a new incredible uh, particle. Is it a particle engine altogether, Diddy, that they've implemented? You know, that's a great question. Uh, I'll be honest, I haven't been paying that much attention. I've just been looking at the really fancy GIFs on Twitter that the devs are tweeting out, and it looks incredible. All the particle physics is crazy what they're doing you know and they're gonna have different levels of craziness in the uh in the particle effects so you can have low medium or insane or ludicrous whatever they called it and uh, it just it looks fantastic i i can't believe they're pulling this off alongside it you have the new ui 3.0 coming i think it's 3.0 yes. and it looks gorgeous new overhaul of the menu system and the ui that you interact with regularly don't expect too many big content updates coming, though, for Warframe in the next, like, three-ish weeks because there's only one more dev stream, Diddy, and that it's TennoCon 2018, uh, which is, for you guys who don't play the game, TennoCon is the yearly Warframe-dedicated conference where it's a celebration of the Warframe community, and I'm trying to remember the actual date. I'm going to go to their website and look at it, but... If you remember Planes of Eidolon, the massive like open world expansion that came last fall, tons of footage was shown from TennoCon. So Saturday, July 7th, we're about, I don't know, month and change out from this occurring. So if you are a Warframe fan, perk your ears up because TennoCon 2018 is likely where you're going to see some more stuff about like the Venus changes, the open world stuff there, and maybe some really big, exciting announcements. Yes. I mean, I'm excited, even though I'm only Mastery Rank 4 in Warframe. I'm still very new to the game. But all this stuff that I'm seeing is just, it's very exciting. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what they reveal this time. Like, played of Planes of Eidolon-ish at TennoCon this year. So, uh, let's get more of that, please. That was yeah, awesome. neither of us were, like, big Warframe players last summer when TennoCon was going on. I got into the game last August, put it down until October, and then played the absolute snot out of warframe from october november december and and halfway into january until monster hunter world came out Mm -hmm. still love warframe still played a lot phenomenal game and if any of you guys are looking for something to scratch a somewhat destiny itch i would highly recommend Warframe. it's free it's free try it no no risk whatsoever 
no risk except for some hard drive space, you know? There Speaking you of a no risk, but lots of reward, Diddy, where can people join the conversation? <laughs> All over on our free Discord server, discord.me slash show. Yes, and you can follow us on Twitter at DestinyTheShow and on Twitch, which we don't really stream there, but twitch.tv slash DestinyTheShow. All the links from today and more on DestinyTheShow.com. Where can people find your content, though, Diddy? Twitter.com slash DiddyDTS, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. One last thing. Uh, Last week, we said that there was some Rasputin voice lines going to be on the website. Uh... I forgot, so I'm sorry. They are going to be on the website this week, so go freak out your friends with some Russian uh, text tones. There you go. By the way, I won the bet. DCP beat Ugh. Team Bungie, and you and I were both correct. It was Patrick Casey as the mystery fourth, but DCP winning it out, one game advantage. Uh, DMG did end up beating Pope, but man, go Team DCP. <laughs> Watts. I heard Watts went off. I was not able to see much of the matches past the DMG Pope stuff, but... What can you say, Diddy? You win some, or in your case, you lose some. I never lose, okay? (laughs) All right? I never lose. I just allow you to win. I like it. I like that. (laughs) All right, you can follow me at BBKDragoon on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you again next time. 